Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. My next guest I met in a networking meeting one Wednesday morning when we were doing the six thinking hats, De Bono's six thinking hats. And I suddenly recognised the fact that I really did need some structure and somebody who could kind of look at risks and, and figures in my business. And Louise... I had a chat with her afterwards and, and basically came on to help me in my business as a um, in a consultancy role. A fabulous, fabulous woman. Honestly, she's just so funny and brilliant and keeps everybody in check. And, and she's made such a difference to my life and my business. So I'm delighted to be speaking to Louise Bulldock. So you are, what's your... What's your title? What actually are you? Now, that is a very good question, actually. What am I? I often think about this. I suppose the best word for me is that I'm paid to interfere (laughs) and I make the impossible possible. So I do like a challenge, Bonnie, as you know, and I also am quite focused when it comes to my business life or probably my life all all, all around really but I'm a financial consultant and I specialize in helping businesses grow without in without growing into chaos so they make sure so to make sure that that the structures are in place to make sure that businesses can grow in a profitable non-chaotic seamless professional and most enjoy and most importantly enjoyable environment I also find myself although I don't (laughs) is where I get I don't actually get to the nurturing stage with a business and I have to come in as as a as a rescue and turn the chaos back into clarity which is obviously quite stressful and you know, takes quite a lot of emotional energy as well. So that's that's sort of what I do. So very much sort of like I've, I've got a financial background. I've been to school as a rebellious 17-year-old, um, so I didn't do any further education. I found myself on the steps of Barclays Bank and uh, in 1988, so quite a few many, <laughs> many years ago, and I worked my way up basically. And I've never been what I call a career-minded people. I've I've always worked. I've, I've always worked, but I'm just I'm quite ambitious, and I like to, to be the best in what I do. 
And, you know, then I've had my, my children along the way. So life, life's been quite interestingly and busy. And Barclays, good old Barclays Bank gave me a great, great foundation for business. I worked with some amazing different clients, some extremely demanding, a lot of, you know, sort of like famous people, which sounds great. But again, that's quite demanding and stressful. And I, I spent a, a vast amount of my time in the football sector as well. So um, it's been really, inter- it was really interesting, actually. And when I left in just before the credit crunch in 2008 to set up my own financial consultancy company, Wealth Ideas, I remember thinking, oh my God, we're going into a credit crunch. And I, I, I've left the, my safety net of my of my company and what am I going to do? But really, I just wanted to buy my freedom. I'd not long had my son and it wasn't about money. I didn't leave for money. I, I left because I wanted to make a true difference to my clients and I couldn't do that with the shackles of a bank. And also I wanted to be able to just buy my life and be able to work when I wanted. And that's that's what I did. And I've been doing that ever since. And I, I've never advertised. I don't didn't even have a website actually until recently. So I'm completely opposite to you. I'm I'm not technical at all. I'm just I just focus more on the on the practical business side of it and making sure that the business is is sustainable in an organized way. So that's yeah. it. So awesome. just, I've just I've just my microphone because I have my microphone over there and I was like, oh honestly, organization <laughs> is something that I really lack. <laughs> and Which is why you chose me, Bonnie. <laughs> So where so we met at it was um, a networking group that we're both a, a member of Sister Snog, and I've I've had Hella on as well as a as a podcast uh, guest. I mean, oh my god, she's the she's as mad as a box of frogs. She really is. She's crazy, but the most fantastic lady and really really good at, at bringing people together. And I remember we were doing a one of her uh, business workshops. Um, I haven't been on one for ages because I've been so busy, but we she runs like a, a business workshop on a Wednesday morning. And this particular one that she had was the six thinking hats, the De Bono six thinking hats. Right. And she had us all thinking about what coloured hats we were going to be wearing. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm creative and I'm, you know, probably have to put the blue hat on. And we were all sitting there and I think we were had to be put into a, I think we were put in a room together. I can't remember. But you were basically, well, I'm the black hat and the white hat <laughs> and, and I'm risk. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to talk to this but one of the things that when I and this is like um this is making an assumption, isn't it, about everybody? So when I think about somebody who's in that financial sector, completely wrong. I think of somebody who's sort of a bit boring. You know, <laughs> well, I was gonna say boring, but yeah, There's exactly. Nothing boring about me, Bunny. <laughs> oh, no, I know, but then I met you and I was like, oh my god, this lady's mad. <laughs> she's boring. She's you know, um, in- incredibly interesting and everything, but really, really knows her stuff about obviously the, the finance side of things. And that's when we started to have a chat. And and you've now worked for me as a as a consultant and have brought, I have to say, the most. I mean, the, I think you saved me seven grand in the first <laughs> month. That you were with me. And you've come in, but you haven't just come in on your own. You've come in with with your sort of like little little team you know Tara and and, and Rob bookkeeper and, and accountant and now I've got a so it's really difficult when you when you start a company up 
and it's just me. And off I go, tootling along. And then all of a sudden, it's a company that's growing quite big. And my and I'm used and literally look at a spreadsheet with figures on, and my it's like my eyes just slide off my face. Mm. I, I honestly, they it just like oh, I just everything just moves around. And it's you have to be quite white. <laughs> yeah, thought I'm talking like, about figures. <laughs> But you've come in and you've really helped me to put everything. So we have we're forecasting. We're we've got the budget. You know we know exactly what's happening. We're planning for the future. You know my goals and my targets were there, and you've helped me. Well, you haven't helped me. You have put all those things in place, and that is exactly what I was missing. You know, and um, so I'm so so grateful for Hella that she's provided that space, and then I'm just. Honestly, so happy that I I met you. And of course, you're you're just, you know, hilariously funny and brilliant. But then when we're in our meetings and we all we've all got the creatives going, oh, wafting around, oh, we're gonna do this. And then, we'll do this little thing and we'll all do this little thing. And then your voice comes up from the corner of the room. Right now, how's that going to affect <laughs> the, the profit? <laughs> And, and, you know, that's exactly what you need within a team. You want somebody stopping all of the waftiness. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know. That. I'm like the Grim Reaper. I'm like, no. I like. I almost have my pin. I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> have we thought about this? How is it going to impact? And, yeah, I mean, that's – and, you see, that's what happens because you know what, Bonnie? I am absolutely delighted to have met you. You have got, and all my journey in my career, you have got to be the most loveliest and dedicated person to their business that I've ever met. You really deserve every success and because you're genuinely kind and interested in your business. And that's why good things are happening to you. Because I remember one of my ex-colleagues saying to me, you make your own luck. And you know what? Sometimes you do have to make your own luck. You do, you know, you do have to dig deep and put on an effort and, and you know, go out and, and make changes to your life. And you've done that and you've done a brilliant and it gives me great, huge pleasure to be part of your team and to help you grow into not just, you know, providing a sustainable service and business, but also that gives you and all your members so much pleasure. I mean, when I see people's pictures on Facebook, I mean, I'm actually going to do one myself, aren't I? I'm actually going to start with my daughter because I'm so inspired. I mean, I'm a great animal lover. I've got my, I've got horses, I've got dogs, I've got no money <laughs> because I've got all these horses, but no. So, you know, I think it's just such a, a great, wonderful experience that before the internet, people didn't really have the opportunity or the, or the finances. I mean, what the online academy brings as well is actually an affordable, accessible to, re, to a resource, to a professional resource and also part of a club. Because at first I kept thinking, you know, what's the difference between the membership and the YouTube? But the membership is you're a part of a, a group, you're part of a, a, a clan, a tribe, and you can support each other. And hearing about the retreat last week, I mean, it all just, it sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm 
I'm hoping that I will be a guest at some point in one treat, retreat in the future. So, yeah, I've really, just as much as you're pleased to have met me, I'm really pleased. And I'm, I'm, I le- I'm learning so much about the business, but nothing, you know, your dedication and your commitment and your enjoyment. And, of course, I came up to Leeds and we met each other face to face, which was absolutely brilliant. And I really loved that. That was a really great time. And yeah, I'm just really pleased, pleased to be on board because like I said, you know, it is really important, especially with businesses with rapid growth. They often don't grow. They're all, you know, you're still dealing with it as if you're, you've got a small company and then no one knows what everyone else is doing. Everyone's acting and then you get chaos. And once you get chaos, it's a nightmare. And then you get problems, not off, which I've experienced, which which is uh, some uh, de- it's either deliberate or obviously it's just incompetence. But yeah, so I just bring people back, bring people back. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And and although you know my business is still you know relatively small, you know we've got this we've got this really nice team of people who either you know are working almost full time with me, like like Lucy is. You know, and then sort of consultants that come on to to sort of help, which I, I think has been really, really is. I think that's been key in the success of what I'm doing. So I, I'm kind of bringing on people who have got expertise in certain areas, so that they can help me with things that I haven't got a monkeys about. But that is, but that let me tell you, this is the biggest problem. This is another reason why I love you, and you will be successful because you know that. If I tell you the amount of people that I come across and they're in complete chaos, their business is going down the pan, but they think they know everything and they won't take advice and they don't want to let up control of anything. And you have to be able to have different people's opinions because nobody knows everything and we learn every single day. And that's the biggest, biggest problem with people when they don't admit that they need help in a certain area of their business. And also, let's face it, we haven't got time to do everything. If you were doing, if you were doing everything else, when are you going to have time to give your members the attention that you want to give them to do all these new great, you know, courses, arrange a retreat, to do the new sort of challenges? You wouldn't be able to. And we have ha- you have built a very good team. And it's 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 wonderfully exciting to see the academy grow and change. Yeah, oh bless you. That's really sweet of you. Thank you. So talk to me about your horses and your dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's what yeah. we're really interested in. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, my daughter, I always rode as a child, so I was like really like, you know, just so my little girl, so I've got two children. I've got Harry, who's not just 19, so he's just up near you, which is when I came up to see you as well. He's just done his first year at university in Leeds. And then I've got Jessica, who's just in year seven. And Jessica loves her pony, Johnny, who when we bought him, he was bucking and bolting and refusing jumps. And he's a proper character, let me tell you. He is like, it's like the Johnny show. He's so bullshy. And then I decided, so last year I was 50 and I wanted a Porsche. Always wanted a Porsche. Nice Porsche, 911 convertible. I was really excited. And I don't quite know what happened, but I didn't get the Porsche. I got the horse. So it sounds like a horse, but it's a, anyway, so I got the horse, the horse probably cost more than the Porsche, but anyway, and um, 
I only had him about two weeks and I, and I, I nearly killed him twice. He got his head stuck in the horse walker and then he, and then I fell off him and I lost him. But anyway, he is, he is a bit, he's really lovely. He's actually now becoming the love of my life. So his name's Benji, Fairgrove Benjamin. He's a beautiful bay. He's a Welsh section D cob. And I've done in-hand showing with him. I've got a couple of rosettes. And um, yeah, I'm often, I'm t- I've taken back up my hacking, which is great. And just even just like grooming him and brushing him and stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's the horse. So we, so there's Benji and Johnny, and then I've got the most amazing, beautiful dog called Duke, who is a seven-year-old Belgian Malinois, which is a Belgian shepherd dog, extremely intelligent, beautiful, the really good, because we've, we've kept him as a fa- you know, kept him as a family dog and he's, he's wonderful. And then we've got Daisy, our dangerous Daisy, who's well, she was supposed to be a German shepherd, but I'm not quite sure that she is. I think she's a Spanish German shepherd. She was rescued. She's a rescue dog. My sister-in-law says so a shout out here to Benadorm Dog Rescue Home. Then my sister-in-law will be so pleased with me. She used to live in Spain and she she volunteers every year at a rescue centre for dogs um, in Spain. And I promised to take Daisy. She was six months. She'd been really badly abused and she was taken off her owner. And it was quite sad, actually, when we got her because she was so young, but she was so damaged. But now she's like, she rules the roost, does Daisy. So, yeah. So it's lovely having animals in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you work from home, so you've got your dogs around your feet all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got our offices where the horses are. So the dogs come to work. The horses are there. It's great, actually. And again, you know, that's what I work for. I like to work hard and play hard and enjoy my joy, my life as much as I possibly can because you're only here once aren't you and my work yeah. is stressful my work is really stressful especially when I do I you know I've I, unfortunately financial abuse is quite rife and I I often often have to well I'm, I'm working I'm working on a case at the moment I mean I won't go into too much details but it's quite and I've done one before I mean another company the, the financial controller had actually taken two million pounds and ended up going to prison so that was like a huge you know a huge example of where things can go so wrong when well an extreme extreme example when things can go wrong but unfortunately I find people coming to me more and more often that are victims of financial abuse whether it's from family members employees business partners and again you're then having to repair the damage whereas if you nurture and have all the processes in front because Let's face it, when everyone's getting on, it's a bit like when, you you know, everyone's getting on, everything's fine, and then something goes wrong, and then it's a major, a major problem for people. And it's the same with, like, you know, with, with wills and things like that. You know, these are so important. And, and company agreements, when you've got a partnership, well, you know, terms and conditions, the trademark, you know, there's so many things that we don't, focus on whether it's in our businesses or our personal finances that are important and we only realize when it's too late when something goes wrong and then to put it right is a nightmare so yeah and is the so the 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 financial abuse thing so I know you know you've worked on is there anything that you can you know, not not by going into any details or anything, but can you kind of describe how that sort of thing happens? Because somebody like me, you know, I'm just sort of sitting here and I'm, you know, just in my lovely little life 
life and everything. And I, I hear about these things. I'm like, oh my goodness, but actually it's more common than it's, you would it's imagine. Extremely, it's extremely common. And it all stems from whether, you know, in your personal finances or your business finances is not, when something doesn't feel right, it's because it isn't right. And unfortunately, a lot of people, and probably more so women, although I don't always like to sort of go down that gender route, but we are afraid to ask questions because we feel stupid. So like you'll see your accounts and you'll think, well, what does that mean? And then someone will answer the question. I mean, I've been told and quite a few times they'll say to me, you've asked me that question 10 times. And it's like, but that's because I don't, I don't understand the answer you're giving me. So I will ask and ask and ask, but quite often we're embarrassed to ask and we just, we just go, oh, okay. And we put up with it and we don't have the processes, the structures in place. And then as that the business grows or the finances, if it's a more, you know, oh, don't worry, I'll pay you when I see you. And then, you you know, no, you need to pay me on this day, on this time. So it's just about having formal agreements with people so that, you know, we don't have this confusion and chaos around us, really, because it, it is harder to unravel problems. So I'll give you, I mean, the, I'll give you the exa- one example was I had some clients of mine that I worked with, two partners, they'd been together, they'd been trading for 25 years together, but they weren't talking, they'd fallen out, they were both blaming each other. They had a very successful business, it was turning over millions of pounds, it employed about 70 people, and they called me in there to try and find out what was going on, because it was practically going bankrupt into into liquidation. And I kept saying, but there's, you know, I knew that there was something wasn't right because they had the clients, the money was coming in, the business was there, but it was chaos, chaos. They were supplying goods, which is always, always more dangerous because you're actually having to invest in materials and deal with suppliers. And, and they, it was the whole, everyone was just doing what they wanted. The staff were just, there was no order. There was no control. There was no leadership and every ship does need a leader and they have to be able to lead their team and empower them and talk to them and make sure that they have the tools to do their job successfully. And that wasn't happening. There was no leadership. There was no money. I very quickly discovered that the financial controller was stealing all the money and she'd taken over two million pounds and she was desperate then. She'd taken all the money. She knew it was all gone to cover her tracks so that she could go on her merry way and do it again because she was a she was a woman she was in her 60s she'd been there 10 years and she'd started stealing when we look back almost immediately so she she was a career criminal she'd done this quite a lot and but it was difficult you find the hole you know now the person's taken all the money but how do you fill that hole back up how do you no bank wants to lend you any money no investor's going to give you any money because you're in chaos but you know you've got this great business. You know that you've you've got the clients. You know you can you've got the designs. You can do it. But you've got no money. You've got no money. No one, no one's interested in, in helping you. And you know you've got HMRC on your back. You've got the bank won't want to help you. And it can be quite difficult. Um, it can be practically impossible. I can I would look and help that person to either trade out of the chaos 
or in some cases, obviously, the, the company is too late for the company. But there's also the fact of personal guarantees. I mean, in this case, you know, the directors probably would have lose, lost their homes. So there was a lot, you know, there was a lot at stake with, with, with this person's actions. And I wanted to help to, I really did it. I wanted to help save the people's jobs as well. It was manufacturing, you know, in Hertfordshire, you don't get that many manufacturing jobs and people people were scared for their livelihood. They didn't know what they were going to do. And, you know, so we managed to trade through it. I got back a million pounds from the casinos. So I'm quite proud <laughs> of myself with that. Uh, the casinos were brilliant, actually, in the gambling associations. They were absolutely brilliant. It was a long, lengthy, stressful court case, but she finally got put to prison for her actions. And the company has now continued to trade and I've gone on my merry merry way but but that's just one example I can give you you know loads of examples and that's why you actually are a brilliant businesswoman because you knew at the beginning that you needed support in the in the structure side of it and that's why we will put all the guidance into place to make sure that that doesn't your business doesn't grow into chaos because that's what happened they were too successful they were victims of their own success. They went from, you know, two of them in a in a, in a in a shed to employing 70 staff, but they still ran the business like it was the two of them. And that's what that's when it all went wrong, really. So yeah. it is possible. I mean, I've got another example at the moment where it might not be possible to trade out of it. It's the, the chaos is just too deep. And the funds just aren't there, and the client base isn't there, and the, and the better op, better option is to is to go down, you know, an alternative alternative route. But there are options, and I think a lot of people don't realise that they need that there is help for them. So if you're if you were just starting out, then um, I mean, obviously, I'm in the in the art business, and I find a lot of I find a lot of artists really struggle. Well, so it can be because of a, a couple of things, um, because they feel they can't afford to take somebody else on or they really can't relinquish that control. And I and I I totally get the affording side of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, because as an artist, we're. Uh, there's almost like this preconceived idea that you can't make a living as an artist you'll see some people making a living but it's like yeah but you know it's so hard and you know there's 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 a limited market and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff and it and actually you can make a living doing whatever you want to do if you have the right mindset and the right you know you know how you work as a person so the 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 paying somebody side of things actually for me it almost releases extra time for you to be able to do what you're good at, which then covers the person's, you know, the money that you have to pay somebody else to do, I don't know, a bit of social media or your website or, you know, an, an accountant or a bookkeeper or something like that. And it it almost takes that, that energy and that stress away. I have never, ever, ever been able to do my own books. It's, it's something I've, and, and it's probably a, a mental thing is because I'm not, you know, I passed my maths O level, you know, and all you have to do is add stuff up. And I didn't. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to bookkeeping and it's that it's that structure and that yeah. organisation. Absolutely. That, you know, and I just it's something I've always battled against is the yeah. structure and the organisation. 
and you know making sure you've got so I'd be really really good for like a couple of weeks and keep all my receipts and then I'd be just like stuffing my receipts somewhere and then I get of the year and I'm like oh my god and it's daunting and overwhelming absolutely absolutely I mean and it's not just the bookkeeping is it it's the fact of you know when you employ people you've got PAYE you've got H you've got employer um, duties you've got to make sure that your your brand is protected and your you know your trademarks and everything you've got to make sure that you've got right contracts with your suppliers that you've got money for your taxes. You know, there's so much to run in a business. It's, you know, it is, it is, it is a bit of a minefield, to be honest with you. And it's like anything, okay, you get, first of all, it is costly to have somebody full-time in your business running the finances. A isn't required for a lot of businesses, it's, you know, because it's not required, but B, it's not affordable to them anyway. So this is an interesting point, actually. Like, where do, who, who, how do people find people? Because I I am quite unique in that, A, I am a bit mad, like you said, and I'm really passionate and dedicated to what I do. But I've also got quite a very broad knowledge. So I know about, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, you know, but I, but I, I can, my strength really is to go in more like almost like a um a consultant ceo of a company that will look at all aspects and say do this do that you need to but i wouldn't necessarily like i wouldn't be able to sit in and fill in zero for instance i could i wouldn't do that i know how to i just want to see the 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 information all i want to see is very quickly where are we has anyone left? Why have they left? What are they doing? Why haven't we got that? And then we can make and agree action points. So what I would say to anyone starting off their own business is they almost do need to follow a checklist of what am I setting up? You know, the, the, the incorporate, you know, the difference of how to incorporate a company versus a limited, a, a sole trader. What does this actually mean? What And then you move on to the next step, don't you? What taxes am I going to have to pay? Do I have employees? What does that mean to me? Because employee HR is is a minefield. Um, So there's so many things to think about. And you do need to have somebody who can guide you and work with you in order to help you get over these milestones and also make sure that, you know, you keep back reserves, you invest in your business. And I know we talk about this, Bonnie, and it's important to you you know, you reinvest in your business, you you future-proof it, you do de-risk it as much as possible. And it's always good to have somebody to talk these things, you know, these things through. You know, there's also sort of all the tax allowances that you can claim. You know, when, when you're researching and developing, there's an allowance there that's a very generous allowance that the government gives us and encourages us that a lot of people don't know about or or don't claim. So it is really important that people do get professional advice. But when I think it's important to interview people as well, like to make sure that you actually can work with them and they're going to do what you need, a bit like what you did with me, to make sure that they're the right fit. Because a lot of accountants are very reactive. They don't give you proactive advice. And that's what businesses need. They need you need, again, I go back to the prevention, not the cure. The cure is, oh, my God, I've, I've got this massive tax bill. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> the prevention is that you plan for it. 
you plan for it, you put away your money, you know what you've got to pay, you know when it's got to be paid. And that's your prevention. That's a simple thing. You know, you get your terms and conditions in place so that, again, that's a prevention. You trademark your, your, you know, your brand, you protect your brand. Again, that's a prevention, not afterwards. And then you have to do all these things afterwards. So it is very, very important to have a mixture. And I, and, and I, and I really do praise you that you, that you, 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 you knew that because you have got a great business model and you are going to, you know, you are. Yeah. I mean, you say I knew that, but until you came on board and started kind of looking at my business and obviously, you know, I gave you an idea of what I want to be doing in the business. And for me, I have, I think I have as much joy in my drawing as I do in building a business. And actually, there's a real, it's a real sense of pride. I mean, if I look at where I was, you know, so I look at, you know, going into this, I mean, I have all sorts of issues with with not being able to talk to my husband about money and everything, but going into a supermarket with with my de- debit card yeah. and I've got like some credit cards in there as well and, and sit standing there and they're going, oh, you you've haven't, it's declined. Yeah, and literally having to walk out of the supermarket, not being able to pay for a yeah. week's shopping, about 70 quid or something, to now... Uh, you know, running a business, putting my heart and soul into the business. And for me, it's not about making a, a whole load of money. That That's never really my intention ever. For me, running my business and building my business, it's all about creating a, a life for me to be yeah. financially stable. Yeah, kind of security. And to be able to basically ensure my children go on to have the best possible life absolutely a legacy for that is that's my whole and you know there are people who are going oh she just wants to take over the world and blah 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 I don't want to take over the world but for me if I'm building a business the whole point of running a business is for it to be successful absolutely now you know I'm so I employ lovely Lucy so with with what I'm doing and what all of the people who help me in the business are doing, they're we're helping all of these people within the academy, you yeah. know, um, the service that I provide, which isn't, you know, it, I think it's a really good service. And I, I think, think so. it's you brilliant. Know, I, I love my community and they're, they're absolutely wonderful. But it's it's about actually I I am helping the people. So my tax bill is obviously much bigger than what it used to be and and I've trying to get into that mindset of not oh bloody hell I've got to give the tax man all my money (laughs) and more of that mindset that actually I'm doing really well which means I will have a, a relatively big tax bill and that tax bill is going to go on and hopefully you know aid people absolutely you're contributing you're giving you're creating job opportunities you're creating well-being not just for your members but for the economy and again this is you know it's not easy running a business you know it's not easy giving all the dedication but you are contributing absolutely and and I mirror your your I share your your goals and your aspirations that that's what I work for you know I bought my horse I joke about my Porsche and my horse but I bought my my horse so that I could actually spend time with my daughter and her pony and we could do things together and enjoy life and 
because you know they grow up really quickly you know I work really hard to give my children I didn't I I I had you know sort of like didn't didn't um come from um a wealthy background myself like I said I left school at 17 I think it's really important to to keep things real and and, and focused so you said you failed your maths <laughs> don't talk about my school <laughs> I'll have no clients left like, oh my goodness we didn't know this about the bees. we thought she was posh um, um yeah oh, you oh Bonnie my was wild I was out of control my parents divorced when I was I'm trying to work out actually I was probably about 14 15 and I just went mad, wild 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 my school wasn't the best school. That's for. Sure. Let's just put it that way. I think actually it closed down after we were like the last year, and it closed down. So yeah, I I actually left school thinking that I was quite thick, <laughs> because I just I didn't really. But I just didn't. I didn't make put in any effort. I wasn't interested. I couldn't be told. I wouldn't be told anything. I thought I knew everything, and then like I said, I got. I managed to wingle my way in at Barclays. I knew I was able to do all this and I could see other people and I was thinking, I can do that. I can do that. And I remember once I took my opportunity and I went up to a director and I was just, I started as a junior and I was like, I want to do this job. You know what I need, I want to do this job. Anyway, I remember the branch manager, because that was like years ago when each branch and its branch manager and, you know, the cashiers and it was all, that was my best job when I was a cashier. I was in a bank raid. I was held up by gunpoint. Yes, I could have if it's happened, it's happened to me. And um, I remember the branch manager saying, oh, the um, director in London wants to interview you. And I was like, OK, and off I went <laughs> for my interview. And then and then I just went from there and there. And I just and I was just very good at building relationships, understanding, finding out things about financial needs, because that's, again, what's different about me. But going back to my education, I then did all my financial qualifications and I was getting distinctions you know, all these best. And I thought, my God, and I was, I was like, really, I was doing, I was passing everything. And I thought, I'm not thick. <laughs> I just didn't really have, I didn't take my opportunities. So, you know, my life could have been a lot different, but I put myself, I, I, I you know, I, I was going to be successful. I was going to be a success and I was going to make sure that my children benefited from my success. And that's what I really do. I work myself, you know, I've never not worked since I was 17. And even when I've had both my children, like my daughter, I think I went back to work practically after after like a few weeks. But I do enjoy working. I do enjoy helping people with their finances. And just like it is with the business chaos, I can I help with their private individuals. So the difference with me, all my clients, like I said, are referrals and recommendations. I look after some like the family and I'll deal with the parents, the children, and then hopefully the grandchildren, because they know me, they trust me and my, you know, my team of people. And, you know, I make sure that they're protected. I talk to them. I find out what's important. You know, have you got a will? Have you thought about what will happen? You know, if if your children get into financial problems, if the money's not protected for them. So, you know, we utilize, you know, trust, simple things, very simple. I like simple I, I don't overcomplicate because there isn't any great rules or differences. It's all about keeping it simple. But I like to do, like you, I like to do my job the best I can possibly do. I like to know my clients so that I can really help them to understand what they're trying to achieve. Again, like you, you know it to understand your members. That's why you're doing, 
you know, your questionnaires and you do your live Q and A's and stuff so that you can get to know and you can make the changes. And that's what I like to do. All business practices are quite similar. It doesn't matter what you're doing because I do the same with my clients. I question them. I give them critique (laughs) about what they shouldn't be doing. And I make changes and I give them advice. And that's exactly what you do to your members. Yeah, it's and actually when you when you kind of bring say all of that, you know, every business is exactly the same, really, isn't it? It is absolutely. Absolutely. The amount of times I hear, oh, you wouldn't understand. Oh, it's complicated. It's like you're right. I, I my first thought is, okay, so you're either trying to hide something from me or you're trying to make yourself look too important because actually it is all the same concept. So you don't need to understand, you don't need to be an expert in any particular industry. You just need to understand the fundamentals of running a business from my point of view. Are you making a profit? Who are you employing? What do they do? What are their responsibilities? What are your responsibilities? What are your costs? What's your business plan? What are you trying to achieve? And we, it's all the same sort of questions. And then moving on to your personal, you know, de-risking the business, what would happen? So, yeah, all quite serious, really. <laughs> yeah, but we put but, a fun but, element into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's, you know, it is really, really important. And and I don't think, you know, I, when did I meet you? At, it was about Christmas time, wasn't it? it was, and I'd yeah. already had... I launched the academy in the September, so it was September, October, November. So it was like a, you know, two, three, four months, and and even at that point, I still I didn't have I did all of these things in place. I might be telling people this is what you should do when you run, when you run a business, but actually was and it, I think it was because everything just kind of started happening really really quickly, and that's how it happens, and that's exactly what happens. And then the next thing they know, you're like, whoo. <laughs> what's happening here who's doing what and it's all and and then and then the chaos starts and unfortunately and this is the sad state of society people do take advantage of that chaos Mm -hmm. they do whether it's a private individual or a business and I can I could write a book on examples of, of unraveling chaos and it's really really rewarding I mean rescuing the light company was one of the biggest achievements of my career but then to just literally bump into a person who needed my help and then since then they just keep coming and and I'm like oh my god how many more fraudsters can there be out there oh god it is what it is on a serious note it's actually horrible especially when it's family but it happens a lot and it just highlights the importance of understanding your finances not being afraid to ask questions and having different people and different, but don't, you know, if something doesn't sound right, it's because it isn't. You always have to, I'm a big believer of your gut instinct. Oh gosh. Yeah. I am a such a big believer of gut instinct. And if, if I'm asking a question, I don't care. Like I said, if I ask it 10, 20 times, I don't understand what you're saying to me. I'm. I, it's not making sense. Yeah, you're going to keep it. Yes, apologise for that. 
Mm, no, no, no. Gut, gut instinct is it, gut instinct is yes, it's huge. And the and the thing is, with my personality, I'll have a gut instinct about something, and how I, I guess my values and everything, how I how I work is that oh gosh, you know, I can't possibly be right about that, and it'll be fine, and and it'll work itself out. And inevitably, what happens is that gut gut instinct was there for a reason to just yeah. give you. And then, of course, it, you know, you end up in a position where you think, oh, crikey, I wish I'd done something yeah. six months. Now look at where. So now with my business, you know, I'm very aware of what I do well. And I'm very, very aware of what I do. It's like this morning we had a conversation about proofreading. Yeah. You know, I'm really aware of what I don't do well. And yeah. I will take all responsibility of stuff that I'm not very good at. And in my business, I would much prefer to have somebody else. It's like I've been, this sounds absolutely crazy, but I've been thinking about putting a post in my local Facebook, uh, my local Facebook group, you know, Rippon, whatever it is. I think it's called Blow Your Horn Rippon because we've got a horn blower in Rippon that's okay. the market square at nine o'clock every night and blows a horn. And it's it's a thing. So the, the local group is called on Ribbon. Anyway, I was thinking about putting a, a note in there, a post in there going, is there anybody who really loves wrapping Christmas presents and parcels and all yeah. that? Who wants to come to my house yes. once a month and, and wrap all of my stuff and I will pay you? Yeah. Because... I hate it. And I don't know why I hate it, but I absolutely. So then I end up with parcels and people are going, when are you sending my parcel? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm sending it. And then I get all, I have to get, I get all hot and sweaty parcel yeah. and all of this. I hate it. And I was thinking, do you know what? There must be somebody out there who actually really loves doing My parceling. daughter does actually, but I'm a bit too far away. That's, that saved me at Christmas time. <laughs> I don't she even charges per parcel. So. She's getting entrepreneurial oh, already, but yeah, oh, no, exactly. You know. have to, no, but you have to be able to delegate stuff because you can't do everything. And also, like I said at the beginning, life's too short. We want to be able to enjoy ourselves, and you know that's what life's about, isn't it? Really, it's it's working hard and then enjoying the the successes that you've that you've brought to yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm going to looking forward. So you're going to send me the links so I can get started on my first drawing yes i am please remind me because i've um yes i need to send you i'm very excited about starting this bunny because you know i'm gonna have to be the star pupil here (laughs) (laughs) yes you're gonna have to share it and everything and everybody's like oh this is really good (laughs) what what is it i know yes yes i want my i want my own live critique what is the what is the link what is the animal what that you're going to be drawing yes the cat the cat is the cat the starting is the cat the easiest uh, uh, well so uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to start drawing something that looks quite spectacular quite quickly without ha- without having to have a huge amount of skill you know if, you, if you're just starting out cat's eyes are really great because they're a very simple shape they tend to be just round you know, or a little bit pointy at the sides, but they don't have any complicated eyelids. So if you look at a horse or a dog, they tend to have quite complicated eyelids. Whereas cats don't, they tend to be just sort of a simple shape. And then you get the pupil in the middle and then you get some lovely colour. And there there is a very simple, you know, sort of shape and and feature to draw. Whereas if you were going to draw, 
you know, like a dog's eye, you'd probably have a huge amount of reflection in there. You'd have all of these like weird eyelidy bits and it, and it just gets a bit more complicated. So just yeah. getting started. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, the, yeah. the big, the, my biggest regret, Bonnie, is that I didn't meet you a couple of years ago when my son was doing his GCSE art and I was having to spend, sorry, I shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> helping him with the Da Vinci's hands. So um, I did sort of start, I spent ages practicing hands and drawing hands and things like that. So um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating art and it is really relaxing. And I find, I do, when I sit down and do something like that, I do find it, but I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have a clue where to where to start, really. So no, your tutorials. I yeah, I, mean, I think that's something that a lot of people are like. I just don't know where to start, and and actually doing something like a, a very quick tutorial is uh, gives you an idea, and then it's like, oh well, that wasn't so bad. So I can then go on and do draw my own stuff. Absolutely, and I've been so excited. I mentioned to you the other day. I was on my Facebook, and one of my ex colleagues, Kevin Sawyer. His wife, Jane Sawyer, put up her picture and she was like, oh, thanks to the Bonnie Snowden Academy, Ignite Academy. It's absolutely amazing. And she'd done this wonderful picture of Brandy. Is it Brandy? Yeah. It was so amazing. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, that's Bonnie. I know Bonnie. So I was quickly, quickly messaging them. And yeah, I mean, she's her work. And it's great to see the excitement that it's shared with other people and the joy that's being brought to people's lives to be able to do, you know, to be able to draw and what a rela- what a way to relax. I know, I know it is, it is lovely. It is really, really nice. Really nice. Although I'm drawing a spotty horse at the moment. I'm drawing an Appaloosa. And my, again, it's all about organization and yeah. being strong. And when I've drawn just a brown horse, I'm like, yeah, a bit of brown here, a bit of brown there. When I've actually got to draw. Yeah, you say just a brown horse. I have a brown horse. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, a brown no, horse. No. But, you know, whereas yeah, if you've got an absolute, I've got to get all of the spots. Yeah. And that's when I'm okay. like, oh. Gosh. But that's why I'm always like, I'm always like, right, okay, deadlines. We need deadlines. <laughs> and like today, I'm like, wait, we need deadlines. When? Who's doing this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When's no, it going to be yeah. done by? <laughs> no and that's exactly because I'm I am so chaotic and everything's last minute you know so having somebody who who brings that structure in although it can feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because it's just goes totally against how I normally work I I can't possibly I've worked in a business before that has been so chaotic and I never want to be in that position again. I mean, it's it wasn't nice. It's not a nice way to work. No. It's overwhelming. It's stressful. It's demanding. It's not enjoyable. And you're just you're, you're just going from pillar to post. There's no, you know, you're, you know, I'm a real believer of working smart, not hard. You know, using my time as effectively as possible. I mean, I like to work, you know, like school holidays at the moment I've been riding as you know when I got lost in the woods on Monday and I couldn't make our meeting lost in the woods no phone reception nearly thrown off the horse stabbed by a branch but anyway hey ho I'm still here um much to a lot of people's disappointment I'm still here and sitting there he said I've had to take my jumpers off and I'm rubbing pseudocrome onto my leg oh my god But, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I want to be able to do those things. So I get up in the morning, so it's school holidays. I was away last week. 
you know, I, I don't, I want to spend time with my daughter. I want to use the fact, you know, that I don't have a, what I call a proper job, you know, that I have to be somewhere from nine till five or nine till six and running your own company empowers you. It gives you that ability to become free and enjoy. And, and that's another thing, actually, what I've really learned from you, Bonnie, you, I mean, I love learning. I'm a little bit more not as proactive. You are constantly challenging yourself, looking at new ways, new systems, new pro, like new processes to use. <laughs> we then have to put the process into place, but you know, new ways of doing it. And I think that's really, really important that people do because otherwise we just stagnate, don't we? And again, from Sister Snog, you know. That's another thing that I really loved. I, I mean, I haven't done it actually recently because I've been really busy. But on, you know, on a Monday, you can you can learn about somebody. You can learn about their industry. I mean, I'd never even heard of digital memberships, and since then, I've listened to loads of different podcasts, and it's fascinating um, how it all works. And you know, I didn't even know what an SEO was. I mean, I didn't know what a TEDx was for God's sake. I thought it was like a delivery delivery method. I was like, what the hell is a TEDx? And what's an SEO? Is it, what, is it, what is it now? It's like a, something when they do social media. What is it? Search engine optimization. That's it, search engine. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even have a clue what these, I was like, what, is that a job? <laughs> because I do call, oh, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be the SEO of this company. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? So, because I do come from, I mean, this will make you laugh. So yesterday, Tony, my husband, because we worked together, so he deals more with the finance side. He's trying to speak to a bank and he goes to me and they're actually insisting that we send something by fax. He's like, you're joking. My son doesn't even know what a fax machine is. He's like, are you joking? These things are in museums now. How the hell am I going to send you? Yeah, they still are using fax machines, fax machines in 2022 but that's finance it's so old-fashioned and archaic so I don't really I don't really sort of do all these system things but the other thing that I've picked up sorry I'm going on now is we have a generation of children that don't like using the phone to, to, to do business so my son comes come, comes in and I say right you need to make a phone call oh 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 no Oh no, I'll do an email. I'm not, I'm not phoning anyone. What do you mean you're not phoning anyone? You need to pick up the phone. And it happened, and then I had another, another uh, um, Lauren who works with me. One day I said, You need to make a phone call. Oh, oh, okay, I'll make it. But oh, that was she puts down the phone. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. And that's quite a concern that 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 because they're so busy messaging and text messaging and grunting at each other on the phone, they don't, they're not learning these sort of basic skills it's a bit like when I went to school we had to learn to use a typewriter <laughs> but they need to learn how to use a phone like hello this is Louise how can I help you it's madness uh, yeah although my daughter is a she's she works for a, um, a sales company tel- telesales company she's their top top seller. Oh, she knows how to use a phone she's on the phone she's on do you know it's so funny so my my youngest son he's now working in a he's left school waiting for his exam results and he's going to go on and do an apprenticeship at some point so he's just kind of spending the summer working in a cafe 
He comes home and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chatting all these old ladies up who come in for a cup of tea, you know. And he's quite, he's quite charming. My daughter, the majority of the client, the people who, because she ha- she takes inbound calls, are all sort of probably 60, 70 plus. So she talks to a lot of sort of older generation people, you know, trying to sort of, you know, they're ringing for something and then she's, she upsells whatever. And she's so charming as well. You know, she's chatting away to all of these old men and you know, having a bit of a laugh with these old ladies. And then my eldest son is a heating engineer. So he's basically going around servicing people's boilers, putting new boilers in. Again, the old the old ladies love him. They're always making <laughs> cups of tea and giving him Kit Kats. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've had this old lady talking to me. And she's like, oh, you know, have a bit of a laugh and a joke. So all three of them are dealing with an, a, an older generation yeah. who actually have a very different way of um, communicating they they want to talk to somebody then yeah. they don't understand the phone thing so my three are, uh, they're all pretty good at well they're a bit like the mum they just talk yeah well well my well now he's sorted out the phone phobia he's fine now he's like chat 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 so I'm like great because yes both my children chat 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 but yeah they are funny aren't they? aren't they brilliant though aren't aren't they just absolutely wonderful well they're your own little creations and you fight against them because they're like you I mean both of mine oh my god our house is like a war zone sometimes because we're all chiefs in our house <laughs> even the dogs <laughs> are like you know Daisy's like well, I'm in charge <laughs> but then we've, got, we've got no Indians we're all chiefs marching around the place everyone's complaining but then we're really really close you know we had the most amazing day for Harry's 19th birthday we went to the races for the day and we you know the four of us went and my sister-in-law and my nephew and two of Harry's friends and we had the best day and then he was out in oh god I, I told you you know he was out in Oyenapa and I was really panicking like oh I think I just need him back and um I said to him I'm gonna come out there Harry he didn't say to me no he went that's fine he goes but bring money bring loads of money <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So it's quite nice, really, although he grunts about me and he keeps saying to Tony, oh, are we going to the pub pub today? Are you going to the pub after work? And I think so. I, OK, look, I know he knows that I'm going to buy him a drink if I'm at the pub, but the fact that he actually wants to be in our company at 19 and we're all off on a family holiday in August just for a week somewhere. But I think it's important to spend time all together. And that's what I like doing best of all, really. But I don't yeah. tell them that. They think I just moan at them. But that's my job, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, it is. It is. I love going out with my three. I absolutely love it. We'll go out for a meal, you know, Sunday lunch or something. Or well, we tend to have this little ritual now on a Sunday. On a Sunday, my youngest will go because he's driving now. So he goes shopping and he buys a roast and he gets all of the cauliflower cheese and all of that sort of stuff. And the eldest will cook it. Brilliant. <laughs> We all sit, and then we all sit down and really have is. our Sunday host and it's really and then what's left over the dogs all sit there knowing that they're yeah. going to get what's left they all then get Sunday yeah. lunch as well but I think mealtime eating and again that's when you're so you know when you run your own company and you can you can control to a certain degree your time scales it makes things like that possible it means that we you, you know you can get to take your kids to school or you can get to go to lunch with them and you know have your dinner with them and stuff like that and and that's again why it's so empowering to when you get to a stage and and every anything is possible if you put your mind to it and I think we're both examples of that you know you've had your your difficulties and I've had my difficulties and we just we just march on yeah yeah oh amazing oh we could talk all day we could we could <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we, we we finally got to have our our chat and everything. And um, no doubt we'll be talking again later anyway. But um, I'm sure we will be. I'm sure we will be. But yes, no, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. I really have actually. And it's been really great to talk to you. And hopefully if I can give a little couple of tips to any of the members and hopefully I'll meet some of them at some point. Yes. A, a, a retreat or something well, hopefully it'll be that that in france next year which would be really nice oh that would be amazing so amazing I'm, I'm i'm manifesting it brilliant fantastic brilliant well lots of love oh, yes you too thank you so much louise darling and no thank problem. you for just, yeah for helping me um <laughs> i need all the help i can get <laughs> you oh, don't you're yeah. fabulous okay thank you bye 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 i really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my it's a bonnie old life podcast if you did i'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too my mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.